course, at the center of all this, and at that time was really invested in the community at Mars Hill. In producing this, I've heard many stories from inside the church of Mark's pastoral presence and generosity. One story came from Wendy Alsup, who led the women's ministry at Mars Hill for much of her time at the church. When she arrived in 2002, though, she and her husband were just members of the church, transplants from the East Coast who were intending to be part of the core team for another church plant happening up north from Seattle. We had moved to Seattle in August, and in early November, Andy, my ex-husband, was having uh, chest pains, some problems. He went in to get checked, and he needed, they found out he had a prolapsed heart valve, and he needed immediate open-heart surgery. So the week of Thanksgiving, he had open-heart surgery to replace his heart valve. Mark had heard about the upcoming surgery, and the Sunday before, he brought Wendy and Andy on stage to pray for them. Afterwards, he gave Wendy a card with his phone number and said if she needed anything at all, just to give him a call. They lived around the corner from the hospital. Well, Andy's heart stopped after surgery, and he was in very, very bad shape. And the second night, I just was such a mess from being tired, and I just broke down in Andy's room, and um, I needed a place to stay. So I called Mark sobbing on the phone. I could probably barely get it out, you know, it's not running down your face, that kind of crisis, and asked, you know, I said, hey, I, I, I do need a place to stay. And he said, well, okay, well, come around the corner. So I walked on down to their house, and he and Grace greeted me. And I didn't really know him, but he and Grace greeted me, and they opened up their sofa bed and put a fire log on in their fireplace. It was the night before Thanksgiving. And I remember he gave me some sleepy time tea and pulled out a bottle of rum. And I, I I'm, you know, grew up kind of a fundamentalist Christian. I didn't know what to do with rum and tea. And I said, well, what can you put rum in? And he said, you can put rum in anything. So I put rum in my tea and I don't know, they just put their arms around me and prayed for me. And I went to sleep and then I, I left that next morning before they even got up. And you know, I'm not the only person that has a story like that with Mark. Mark and Grace really opened their homes in the early years. And um, they parented and brothered and sistered so many folks in those early years of the church. You know, there were a lot of folks with a lot of um, struggles and without family around them. So, you know, a lot of people are conflicted when they get frustrated with them because we all have these experiences as well of being truly pastored. Whatever else you make of the Mars Hill story, these moments are an essential part of the plot. Calling and purpose, spiritual homecoming, an encounter with God, or in the midst of a crisis, a warm bed and a hot cup of rum and tea. Each person you've heard in these stories ended up investing years of their life at Mars Hill, most for more than a decade. And the real tragedy of the church's collapse only makes sense when you see the profound impact it had on lives like these. And they are just a snapshot of how wide and deep that impact was. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. This kind of long-form journalism and storytelling is made possible by CT's growing community of members around the world. If you'd like to be a part of this global movement to lift up the storytellers and sages of the church, consider subscribing to CT Magazine. Your membership will help fund future projects like this one, and we've got some really exciting things in the works. 
As a subscriber, you'll also get a number of member-only perks, including special issues and early access to all of CT's magazine content. Learn more and get your first three months free at orderct.com slash marshill. My first encounter with Mars Hill was in October 2001. It was just a little over a month after 9-11, and a group of us had flown to Seattle to attend a conference called Solarize, that's S-O-U-L, put on by an organization with a name that epitomizes ministry in the late 90s, The Ooze. I'd never been to Seattle, never heard of Mars Hill, never heard of Mark Driscoll, but we were a year into church planting, and our lead pastor,